0: Hi everyone. Welcome to Podcasts for a Lost Nation. My name is Jerry Gallagher. The name of this episode is Trump and Epstein, One Hell of a Connection. The date of this episode is Saturday, October 24th, 2020. I swear that I really didn't want to bring this up. It was too disgusting. It was too disturbing. It was just too much. I didn't want to discuss the depravity of the sitting president of the United States. Although I hate to bring this up, I have to. I was waiting for someone else to do it in the mainstream media, and inexplicably, it never happened. I don't consider myself to be a representative of the mainstream media, but I consider myself to be a responsible person. Although this matter has been covered on some other backstream media outlets, The Trump-Epstein connection has rarely seen the light of day in most media outlets. Why am I jumping into this cesspool? Well, mainly because I think someone fairly responsible needs to do it. Today I watched and was inspired by former President Barack Obama. He rocked it in Florida while stumping for his former vice president and close friend Joe Biden. It made me long for those bygone days when Barack and Joe were in the White House, and decency seemed to be something that was expected and delivered by the Obama administration. Friendship is something that is foreign to Donald Trump. Joe Biden has friends like Barack Obama. Donald Trump has friends like Jeffrey Epstein, one of the most flagrantly perverted individuals who ever prowled Mar-a-Lago Resort and Palm Beach, Florida, or at least Trump had been friends with Jeffrey Epstein about fi- for about 15 years during the 80s and 90s. Although you wouldn't know it from Trump's recent comments when asked about Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not a fan, that I can tell you, was Donald Trump's reaction to his former friend when asked about Jeffrey Epstein recently. I can't blame Mr. Trump for running away from discussing his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein back in the day. One clue as to how Donald Trump really was connected for years to the convicted serial pedophile Jeffrey Epstein was how Trump reacted when a New York Post reporter asked him about Ghislaine Maxwell at a recent White House coronavirus briefing. Maxwell was Epstein's former girlfriend and alleged pimp for underage girls. Maxwell had recently been arrested in New Hampshire where she had dropped out of sight following Jeffrey Epstein's arrest on sex trafficking charges and the extremely mysterious supposed Epstein suicide in his holding cell in a federal prison in New York City. When asked, when asked about Maxwell's arrest, President Trump said the following, "'I haven't really been following it too much,' Trump said, adding, "'I just wish her well, frankly.'" Certainly this was an extremely odd comment for the president who still leads lock-her-up chants during his super-spreader rallies when he mentions Hillary Clinton's name. He also has nothing good or encouraging to say about Nancy Pelosi, Governor Whitmer, or almost any other woman outside of his family. So why in the hell is he wishing an arrested and accused pimp for underage girls well? Although Trump's recent story is that he hardly knew Ghislaine Maxwell. Donald Trump knew her very well. There are pictures of Maxwell and Trump together all over the Internet. The pictures almost make it look as though Maxwell was Trump's former girlfriend rather than Epstein's. Following her arrest, Ghislaine Maxwell pleaded not guilty to charges of perjury, enticement of minors, and sex trafficking of children. There are also other connections and coincidences between Trump and Epstein and Maxwell. Both Trump and Epstein were combination New Yorkers and Palm Beachers. Both were rich and had connections in high places. Allegedly, Trump was introduced to Jeffrey Epstein through Ghislaine Maxwell. Ken Starr and Alan Dershowitz represented both Jeffrey Epstein during his countless charges of sex trafficking of underage girls, and later on Donald Trump during his sham impeachment trial in the Senate. Although Trump initially claimed that Epstein was never a member of Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club, club records proved that Epstein was a dues-paying member of the Mar-a-Lago Club for several years. Reportedly, Epstein introduced Donald to Melania, I'd like to know a little bit more about that particular story. Trump's name and phone number was found in Epstein's Book of Contacts. Trump's name was also on Epstein's private plane flight logs dating back to 1997. Certainly, Trump has completely changed his tune about Epstein, as evidenced by a 2002 New York Magazine interview in which Trump said the following about Jeffrey Epstein. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it, Jeffrey enjoys his social life. Yes, a lot of them were on the younger side, the jailbait side, the pedophile side. Trump would like us to believe that he knew nothing about Jeffrey Epstein's sexual massage encounters with countless underage girls. Considering that these two men were close friends for over 15 years, that is just not believable. It strains credibility to think that while Epstein was paying underage girls for massages daily for years, that it would escape the knowledge of his running buddy, Donald Trump. Just the fact that these two men were close friends for a long time is disturbing enough. Could it be possible that it was even worse than that? Yes, it could. When I was reading Ronan Farrow's book, Catch and Kill, I came across a story that completely blew my mind when I read it. It concerned a woman who initiated two lawsuits in 2016 against Donald Trump. The woman claimed that in 1994, when she was 13 years old, she attended a party at Jeffrey Epstein's home where she was tied to a bed and raped by Donald Trump. In the course of the alleged sexual assault, she also claimed that she was also beaten by Trump. She also claimed that her life and the lives of her family were threatened by Trump if she ever told anybody about what happened. To add insult to injury following Trump's rape, in which she lost her virginity, she claimed that she was also raped by Jeffrey Epstein. The woman's lawsuit, which was first brought in California, was dismissed by a California judge who claimed that in the paperwork she filed she had used a false address. There apparently were other problems with the paperwork and the lawsuit was dismissed with the young woman liable for court costs which she claimed she was unable to pay. The woman who filed the lawsuit without having an attorney in California was identified in the lawsuit as Katie Johnson. Later on, this same woman, this time identified in court papers as Jane Doe, refiled the lawsuit against Donald Trump in New York with the aid of women's rights attorney Lisa Bloom. Jane Doe had been scheduled to have a news conference with Lisa Bloom, but backed out at the last minute, according to Bloom, Bloom, due to what she considered to be serious threats on Jane Doe's life. Following these disturbing lawsuit claims, Katie Johnson-Jane Doe disappeared and has not been heard from again. Since the New York lawsuit never really saw the light of day, the allegations of Katie Johnson-Jane Doe were were not resolved in a court of law. Certainly there are some serious questions that need to be asked about this whole situation, Some of those questions are the following. Did Donald Trump know that his friend Jeffrey Epstein was sexually assaulting young girls almost daily in Palm Beach and in New York? Did Donald Trump rape a 13-year-old girl at a Jeffrey Epstein party in 1994? What were the true circumstances of Jeffrey Epstein's death inside a federal prison in New York City? Was it suicide or something more sinister? Why did Donald Trump immediately initiate tweets after Epstein's death suggesting that Bill Clinton might have had something to do with Epstein's death when it was Donald Trump who had control over the federal prison system, not Bill Clinton? Did Jeffrey Epstein's death benefit Donald Trump by closing the book on what Epstein might have been capable of revealing about Donald Trump? Also, what can... Ghislaine Maxwell reveal about her relationship to Donald Trump and Trump's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Also, federal authorities who didn't do a good job protecting Jeffrey Epstein need to put a video camera trained on Maxwell's cell just in case strange things start happening again. Certainly we will probably never know the full extent of Donald Trump's strange and terrible relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and whether they, in fact, double-teamed a 13-year-old girl in Manhattan in 1994. Certainly, Jeffrey Epstein will not be revealing any facts about the incident. In addition, Katie Johnson, all known, also known as Jane Doe, is nowhere to be found to be able to tell her side of the story. We can only hope that she is still alive and has not fallen victim to further treachery. It has often been said recently that there is no bottom to the behavior and legacy of Donald Trump. That may be true, but if this incident regarding the rape of Katie Johnson is true, this has to be very close to the bottom of the tale of Donald Trump. There is a song written by Canadian folk singer and songwriter Bruce Coburn Coburn, that I would like to end this episode with. The song is called, Call It Democracy. It was written and recorded many years ago by Bruce Coburn, but I believe it could have been written today and is relevant about Donald Trump and many other leaders who do not seem to care about, let alone respect, the people they represent. I apologize to Bruce Coburn for using his song without his permission, but I would ask him to realize how relevant his song really is to the present political situation in the United States of America. Added with power, here they come international loan sharks backed by the guns of market hungry military profiteers his word is a swamp his brow is smeared with the blood of the poor who rob life of its quality to render rage a necessity by turning countries into labor camps modern slave. As champions of freedom, sinister, cynical instrument that makes life gun into a sacrament. The only response of the deification tyranny, of so-called developed nations, idolatry of ideology. North, south. East, West, kill the best, buy the rest, just spend a buck, make a buck, you don't really give a flying fuck about the people in misery. IMF, dirty MF, takes away everything it can get, always making certain that there's one thing left. Keep them on the hook with insupportable debt. See the paid off local bottom feeders, passing themselves off as leaders. Kiss the lady, shake hands with the fellas, open for business like a cheap bordella, and they call it democracy. They call it democracy, and they call it democracy, and they call it democracy. See the loaded eyes of the children, too, trying to make the best of it the way kids do. One day you're going to rise for your habitual feast, find yourself staring down the throat of the beast they call the revolution. dirty mf takes away everything it can get always making certain that there's one thing left keep them on the hook with insupportable debt and they call it democracy yeah they call it democracy And they call it democracy. And they call it democracy. Thank you all for listening to podcast for a Lost Nation once again. Hope you keep listening. Uh, thank you to those who have been listening. And, uh... Please, if you are living in the United States of America, please vote on November third. If you haven't voted before November third, and if you're able to vote on November third, also want to just say, uh, want to invite everyone to check out "Letters to a Lost Nation," the "Letters to a Lost Nation" blog. Uh, that's available at letters to a lost nation.blogspot.com. And on Smashwords, you can get a free copy of my book, Donald Trump and the Death of Democracy 2020 by Jerry Gallagher. Thank you all once again for listening to Podcast for a Lost Nation. Hope you come back soon. Thank you. And don't forget to vote on November 3rd if you're living in the United States of America. Thank you all for listening.